This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Pressure 
flat out kahukura whanau you're tuned into the flat out pride hour here on free fm 89.0 independent community media you can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz via accessmedia.nz apple podcast spotify and now on iHeartRadio. flat out you've got lady h on your mic for your funky friday Tune into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Fridays at 5 on Free FM Down. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow Fano. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatawi, queer, questioning, fafafine, akaivine, asexual, agender, um, androgynous, and all the fabulousness in between and of course outside of the scopes because fluidity it's where it's at like I said you tuned in with Lady H on your mic for your Friday the 23rd of July hit July really far now welcome to the show no matter where you are across international waters or in Aotearoa we love having you on board you can lock into us on, like I said, Free FM 89.0, freefm.org.nz podcast, and find us on Bookface at Flat Out Pride. Boom. On your show for your Flat Out Friday, Kahukura in Aotearoa. So everything related to us being Kahukura in New Zealand. So first up, we've got... New Zealand scene, a bit of Aotearoa news, what's happening around Aotearoa at the moment, and a bit of sharing time from uh, Kahukura refugees that have arrived in Aotearoa sharing their stories. And some beats peppered through there to kickstart you into your weekend. So first up, New Zealand scene. Uh, This part of our segment I should say uh, is the first story is talking about Kaluzi Cabaret uh, our two hot drag queens uh, talk about their journey with Kaluzi and a bit of a info to you if you're interested in checking them out and uh, going along to their uh, their club to experience the Kaluzi girls the second part of uh, the first part of our show is talking about trans and uh, acting within Aotearoa, trans characters being trans in um, online, on scene, on media. So Alz Karad, the actor, f- one of the actors uh, from the film Rurangi. Uh, trans representation on our screens the series changing the trans narrative so this is a story about their journey it's an NZ made series about a trans activists returning home to reconnect uh, so ours is one of the people that's interviewed and did you know 58.5% of the cast and crew on the production identifies gender diverse and all gender diverse characters are played by our whanau um, and that was, or part of the shooting was in, in K Road. Um, Alia Duncan, one of the actors on Rurangi, uh, was also is interviewed in this uh, 
um, little kōrero. And the producer themselves uh, also uh, shared a bit of their story as to why they created this. Cole Myers, the creator, um, shared their story about why the movie Rurangi was created here in Aotearoa. So a bit of uh, out and proud, a bit of sharing time there. Yes, so that's what's up first. And then after we go through those clips, we'll go into a beat. Jungle could keep on moving. Stay tuned, Fano. We love having you on board. It's a sort of the gateway from the gay community to the straight community. The straight, straight people come to the to Kaluzzi to have a look at the gays and see what they're up to. Hi everybody, my name's Ketamine. And my name's Anita Wigglet. And together we are Kanita. And we happen to own Kalitzi Bar and Cabaret on Auckland's K Road. Yes. Kalitzi has been on K Road for 21 years now. 22! Well, yeah, 22. we're now 22nd year. 22nd year. 22nd now, year. Yeah. And it's just one of the best, most magical places you've been to. Yeah, People so come true. and forget about everything. And yeah, they come true. here and laugh, and then they go, Oh, I forgot about my kids, my mortgage, this, that, the other, my husband, hopefully. <laughs> I feel like we're like adult lady clowns. <laughs> Just designed to give people a good time. Emphasis on adults. And then a touch on us performing outside. It's very fabulous because they used to not let me perform outside because the roadworks costs were extravagant. <laughs> and people, people once tried to board you because they thought you were the 901 bus. That's and they true, were yeah. amazing. Uh, I worked for Kaluzzi for about a year and a half. And our fabulous boss at the time, Campbell, uh, decided it was time that he was going to move on. Uh, that was the scary prospect, was who would take it on, who could take it on, and who was sort of um, could take it on to continue the legacy in the way that Kaluzzi mm. has been for so long. So um, that was definitely like a scary thing for myself and all the other girls and the kitchen staff and everybody that sort of had their heart invested in Kaluzzi. And this was the perfect opportunity, so we worked together, we kind of worked out everything we needed to do, and now we're just sort of carrying the torch now. So basically you come to Kaluzzi, you're greeted by fabulous drag queens the moment you enter, uh, you're treated to a two-course a la carte meal and a fabulous Kaluzzi show, um, which features a whole heap of shows to entertain, and it's pretty much become a staple of the New Zealand way of life. And when it first started out, it was a humble cafe, uh, which had uh, a couple of very fabulous people working in the cafe, but it wasn't uh, drag, even drag adjacent at the time. Mm -hmm. And what happened was these uh, fabulous people that worked here would get go upstairs and get ready in drag to go out for a night out on the weekends. And the punters would see these drag queens coming down in all their fabulousness and say, where are you off to? And stick around, have a drink with us. Um, from that it eventuated that they decided to put on a dinner and a show one weekend and it was such a success that they did it uh, a couple weekends later and it was such a success that it became basically uh, the sole trading of Kaluzzi. Mm. So Kaluzzi became solely a drag queen dinner and show mm. place. From the drag around the world, the best that I've seen is definitely in New Zealand and I know I could be biased but it's just, they're just, they're looking very um, much like drag queens, men in dresses, and it's just so funny. And such we're gonna get dresses. in trouble. We're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> Some of them look like men in dresses. Yeah, a pig in the wig. I'm clearly a vagina out for a good time. <laughs> it's not that clear. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're not afraid to laugh at ourselves while laughing at everybody else. Mm -hmm. I always say, um, you're probably going to be shocked at the things that come out of my mouth, but you should really be more worried about the, the things that go into my mouth. <laughs> you know, and, and I feel like that's the perfect analogy for, you know, like we're going to say some horrific things, but you know, like the things that we say about ourselves and do to ourselves throughout the course of the night are so much worse. So just come along for the ride and you're going to love it. I mean, look at that. She's obviously had a lot of things in her mouth. <laughs> it's so like, this is, this is what I want to be doing with my life. Yeah. <laughs> Dressing up as a strange, wayward woman <laughs> at night time for the entertainment of other people. But it, it's yeah, one totally. of the most rewarding things I've ever done. So you know what? Come on down. Right down. <laughs> <laughs> up a bit. Up a bit more. Okay, just up here. My eyes are down here, folks. <gasps> <laughs> So this here is Laverne Cox, um, and she's the first trans actor that I've ever seen. And what year is this? 2019. <laughs> so last year. <laughs> One thing that people make the assumption is that being transgender is maybe a choice. Um, and I guess more stories are, or more, more more we'll talk about it not being a choice is important. representation has always been you know the prostitutes with the deep voice or the homeless people or dead people um, and that can send that can send a message that we are no more than that and that we can't necessarily aspire to be more than that whereas I think if we have a lot more positive role models to be able to look towards then we can start seeing ourselves as being more than what society says that we are Action! It's always been a dream of mine to create something which truly reflected what I was seeing in my community and in myself and my friends and people that I love. Certainly my strongest impression of seeing a trans person in the media for the first time was watching Boys Don't Cry. Miss Brandon. Miss Brandon, we put your Charles Brayman ID number through the computer yesterday, and this is what the Lincoln authorities fax us over. In it, he's raped and murdered. Um, and then I never saw any transmasculine person for years. And so, you know, do I go, boy, I certainly am glad that I'm like him. <laughs> No, you know, you crash it down and you stay really fucked up for a really long time.
The message that I would hope that trans people would get, young trans people would get, is is not so much in the story of the show, but that you are capable of achieving anything that you want, um, whether you're trans or not. Seeing that, for me, when I was a young person, like, would have changed my whole fucking life. It's actually not an overstatement to say that positive trans representation saves people's lives.
Nei mai hoki mai whana, you are tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, accessmedia.nz. Tuia ngāreo o te hāpuri, bringing together the voices of our community. That is Free FM 89.0's tagline and Flat Out Pride absolutely supports it sharing our voices that need to be heard out there in our community uh, so that was New Zealand scene a bit of Kalutsi Korero and the producers and some of the actors from the movie or film Rurangi uh, so yes uh, the last beat there was Jungle Keep Moving. Kind of like that beat. Hope you enjoyed that too. Let's roll now into Aotearoa news. Uh, through the rest of the show, we've got Rainbow Refugees in Aotearoa, a bit more sharing time, and of course some beats. So let's get into what's happening around Aotearoa at this minute. Going over to New Zealand Herald. So far, no, you may have heard or have been a part of the the Transgender Rights Rally um, and the group Speak Up for Women that are within our community and are meeting together to talk about uh, the bill. Let's get into it. Uh, now, Speak Up for Women controversy, the billboard removed, the mayor apologises. This is one segment of the full story. Love Hearts Mayor apologised after saying the controversial group Speak Up for Women could hold one of the events in a council waste bin. Meanwhile, one of the group's billboards has been taken down from one of Go Media Central Wellington sites. Now, these developments come on the same day as Wellington City Council Council will light up the Michael Fowler Centre in the colours of transgender flag, timed for when the group holds an event there. Now, this group, Speak Up for Women, opposes the proposed amendments in a bill which enables people to self-identify their sex on their birth certificate without actually going to the family court. Now, the group has actually been labelled as anti-trans, transphobic, um, and they actually reject that statement. So recently the High Court ruled one of the group's events should not be allowed to go ahead at the Palmerston North City Library after the council themselves actually cancelled that uh, booking. The judge said that the group cannot actually rationally be described as a hate group. The Dunedin and Christchurch City Councils have previously refused to allow the group to hold meetings in public facilities. But following the court decision, a meeting at Auckland's Town Hall actually went ahead. Now, the Lower Hutt Mayor Campbell Barry posed in a book face saying, if this group needs a venue in the hut, I've got some nice new wastebins they can use. Not very nice. The union spokesman Jordan Williams said the comment was actually discriminatory. Elected officials need to get with the programme. Free speech does matter and the law requires it. They cannot use public office and local facilities as personal serfdoms to discriminate against policy views they do not like. So Barry apologised um, to the group Speak Up for Women. 
He said the right to meet, speak and debate was important and his comment was in response to some supporters of the group making derogatory and harmful comments towards transgender people. So in terms of my belief, he says, I do not support the views of this group and the harm that members within it say. So this is his personal view. Um, and it was really up to the staff to actually make that, um, that decision. Now, in Wellington City, a Speak Up for Women billboard has actually been removed from the CBD today. Um, in a statement, Go Media General Manager Simon Teogel said it was removed as soon as the company started fielding calls from New Zealanders that were offended. So if the billboard could be in breach of the Advertising Standards Authority codes, the contract with the advertiser was put on hold until there was actually a clear determination from the authority. Go Media is an inclusive, locally owned New Zealand business and we support all communities. While we believe in freedom of speech, we do not condone content that upsets our community. We apologise unreservedly for any distress this may have caused anyone and remedied the situation as soon as we could. So this is a spokesperson from Go Media. Right, so the billboard actually said, if you didn't get to see it, it, sh it displays a definition of the word woman as being adult human female, along with the website uh, address speakupforwoman.nz. Now, Beth Johnson is the spokeswoman for the group and said in the statement that the billboard was up for 24 hours before it was pulled down. The same vexatious complainants who have been harassing the group for years have managed to bully a media company into bowing to their demands. Now the group is actually holding an event in the Lion Harbourview Lounge at the Micah Fowler Centre uh, just Thursday gone um, and they had organised for the sales of the centre to be lit in the colours of the transgender flag. There was a transgender rally which was held at the same time that they were meeting and our community banded together and shared their views peacefully, non-violently, but still shared their views. And there is a call around our major cities in Aotearoa to continue to do the same in support of transgender rights. Now, me personally, I don't know what this group is actually about why they are opposing the bill. Now, I can see the advantage of being able to self-identify on your birth certificate. Now, they obviously have reasons as to why they believe it should go through family court. So I'm going to do a bit of research to find out what they're really about. You do the same. Rather than listen to everybody else, you follow your heart, but also follow facts. So I encourage you to go and have a looky-see and find out what that's really about. Right, up next, Olympic Games. NZ rower Emma Twig on her first Olympic Games as an out gay athlete. Stunning! Veteran rower Emma Twig says she's now in the position to utilise the power and platform she has as a gay athlete to help young people at Tokyo Olympics. So she will be contesting her fourth Olympic Games for New Zealand in Tokyo, but it will be her first as an out gay athlete. She's 34 years old and she told the Outsports podcast five things 
to rule them all, that she has become comfortable with her sexuality and part of her reason for returning to a rowing was to inspire others. Back in 2008 and even in 2012, I was very much of the mindset that my sexuality was not my defining point and I was an athlete first and foremost. So of course she wanted to prove herself and her skill, but she also wants to be able to um, stand in who she is as an athlete and as a gay athlete. She also announced her engagement to Charlotte Meezy in 2019. Stunning! Isn't that stunning, Farno? Don't you love that? Right, progress towards simpler process for changing sex on birth certificates. Here we go. This is part of this story, or the earlier story, eh? So the government has taken the next step to support transgender, non-binary and intersex New Zealanders by progressing the births, deaths, marriages and relationships registration bill. So the, the Minister of Internal Affairs, Jan uh, Tennessee, um, announced it. The government understands that self-identification is a significant issue for our trans, non-binary and intersex whānau and is committed to making it easier for people to formally acknowledge their identified gender. Now, this bill has been deferred since 2019. The government supports the Select Committee's recommendation to include self-identification provisions in the bill, but they want further improvements. So they say it's important they get it right. Gender terminology evolves rapidly. What was appropriate five years ago may not be what is used today. So they propose a range of six markers to be set in regulations rather than in legislation. Mm, I wonder what that means. Setting the six markers in regulations will mean, here we go, they can be more easily reviewed and updated to ensure they meet the needs of our transgender, non-binary and intersex people. They can be more easily reviewed and updated. Hmm, that's what the regulations mean. Gender can be fluid and now a person identifies may change over time. So they propose allowing a person to change their registered sex multiple times. However, those wanting to amend their registered sex multiple times will have to meet requirements to ensure their application is genuine. Now those requirements will be established in regulations. Right, the, so the bill goes through its second reading in August and then the select committee will be invited to consider public submissions on the self-identification bill provisions in the bill so that everyone can have their say. So August Farno, public submissions can go in. They would like to hear more, for example, from our diverse communities, including Māori, Pacific peoples and ethnic communities, as well as young people. Now, people have actually been able to change the sex on their birth certificates since um, the Registration Act was passed in 1995, did you know? Now, the bill will simplify the confusing, intimidating and time-consuming process for those who wish to self-identify their sex on their birth cert. So it's actually similar to the current process for your driver licenses and passports. Hmm. So the change will lessen the likelihood that transgender, non-binary and intersex New Zealanders will experience discrimination in their day-to-day -day lives, particularly when using a birth certificate to access services like setting up a bank account, enrolling a child from school, to me, to me, to me. So 
Jan reckons, I understand the frustrations from communities that have been fighting for these changes since 2007, and I encourage them to make their voices heard in the select committee. So August is when it is, Fano. August this year. Stir running. So that is what, that's part of the saga that's going on in regards to um, the, the Speak Up for Women group. Now, this is an old story in June, but I really wanted to acknowledge um, Marnie Bruce Mitchell uh, being received in the Queen's Birthday Honours. Why? For the mahi that, that they have been doing. So, years ago when Marnie was talking with the late Rangi Marie Te Turuki, uh, Ariki Rose Piri, she told them Marnie have always known about intersex people. Komata would say, this child has been sent to us to teach us something. What a beautiful way of looking at and holding difference. Mitchell, who uses they, them pronouns and the honorific MX, said, in this year's Queen's Birthday Honours, Wellington-based Mitchell is believed to be one of the first intersex non-binary Kiwis to be made a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit. They were awarded the honour for services to intersex advocacy and education, having helped and found Intersex Awareness New Zealand, also known as the Intersex Trust of Aotearoa New Zealand, ITANZ, way back in 97, the first of its kind globally. Stunning, eh? Being acknowledged for the work that I've done in the field, particularly work for the intersex, intersex community, and acknowledgement of the people who have stood beside me, supported me, and ushered this work is amazing, says Marnie. Congratulations, Marnie. We we love supporting you. Absolutely. All right, that's all the time I have for in terms of news fun. Let's go into a beat. Sammy Juice and HB Vince set my body free. Stay tuned. We love having you on board.
No maharama, no mai hoki mai kahu kura whana. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM. 89.0 Independent Community Media. Tuia ngā reo o te hāpuri. Bringing together the voices of our community. You can live stream and podcast us whānau from freefm.org.nz via Apple Podcasts, accessmedia.nz, Spotify and now on iHeartRadio Flat Out. You've got Lady H on your mic for your Fuggy Friday. Tune into the Flat Out Pride Hour, Fridays at 5 on your free FM dial. That last beat there was Sammy Juice and HP Vince. Set my body free. The kaupapa or kōrero of the show is kahukura in Aotearoa. What it means to be rainbow in Aotearoa at this moment in time. We've talked about the New Zealand scene, a bit of kalutsi kōrero, and a few of the actors and the creator talking about Rurangi, the movie, and their experience and journey in regards to the, its creation and its formation. But of Aotearoa news, we tongue-tied there, uh, what's currently happening around Aotearoa. We're going to roll now into Rainbow Refugees in Aotearoa. So again, more sharing experiences of our rainbow whanau that come from across international waters and the experience has been in here in Aotearoa now. Then we roll into a beat. Norman Dore, Kevin McKay, Let Me Work On You. And, and a beat to send you off on your weekend. Uh, stay tuned Fano. We love having you on board. It's been over five years for me in New Zealand. I don't really have very close friends and love seems impossible to find in New Zealand so far. <laughs> My name is Nazik Alexander. I'm from Saudi Arabia. I've been arrested for being trans woman. The first time I tried to play with the makeup, I was very young, I was three years old. My mom was on the phone talking and she saw me climbing on her wardrobe and take her lipstick. <laughs> Apply sound, she said, wait a second, let me see this animal, what he's doing. <laughs> and she actually um, hit me on my hand and locked me out of the house for a few hours at the night <laughs> and for a kid it was very scary. Saudi Arabia being one of the strict religious countries by the law there it's illegal to be um, LGBTQ. One day the police found some photos of me dressing up as a woman. They decided to send me to prison for two years and one month with 200 lashes and 30,000 Saudi real fine. I didn't do anything to go to prison. And then I did some research online, where can I go with no visa? And they find, find out about New Zealand. So I spent um, all the money I have on the ticket to get to New Zealand. It was a terrifying journey. And once I arrived, um, I climbed asylum at the airport.
Eliana is a Colombian intersex trans woman. I met her in 2016 in the Bride. It was my first Bride ever, and I was so excited for it. And you were so pretty. I remember your curls and how beautiful you were. <laughs> my afro. <laughs> yeah, and you have like this beautiful makeup, eyeliner. I'm so jealous. It's amazing feeling to have the freedom. I know I'm protected by the law. No one can harm me. Um, so, yeah, I don't care what people think. I just do what I feel comfortable with. My country, there is pride, but I, I feel with honesty that pride maybe give, give a, a chance to some people to like be happy, but some of us feel really uncomfortable because we feel that we are not safe. So in New Zealand, I think it was the first time I felt safe about being in pride. But not every intersex person identifies as part of the rainbow. And, but in my case, it was something that was something that really reflected my identity. Even though I was assigned male when I was kind of 17 or 18, uh, starting to kind of be rebellious and I wanted to just, you know, what if I am dressing and I am performing this amazing role of being a woman. So I did such thing, I did such thing and I did it um, in my neighborhood. And at that time it was a very unsafe place. While I was dressing like, at that time I would say, like a woman actually, I was attacked in the street with my knife. And, and actually that, that situation was an, 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 like a moment in my life in which was like, I can't, I can't live my life here. When I meet other Embora refugees, actually, I feel happy for them because they managed to get here to New Zealand. But at the same time, I feel um, sad for the loss they had um, because I know how, how hard it is. As you know, like, when you are a quota refugee, it's pretty much like the United Nations allocates a number of refugees and New Zealand brings them here and New Zealand somehow kind of looks after them in terms of providing housing and, and making sure that they are resettled in the community. The experience was in general a very good experience, but I know that that's not always the case because I think you mentioned me that you are a convention refugee. For me it was um, different case than yours because I came as an asylum seeker I've been held at the airport for 24 hours. I had an interview with the immigration and after that um, they transferred me from the airport to the police station where I spent five days in a cell. It was horrible. I was like, I ran away from Saudi Arabia because I don't want to go to prison. And now I am in prison. After five days, they transferred me to the refugees camp they put me in the main block. So I wasn't very comfortable there. Even like the bathroom, I have to wait until everyone go to sleep so I can use the bathroom. I spent four months in the refugees camp, but because my case was very clear, I had all the evidence, um, um, I got approved to stay in the country as a refugee. But they still like, they didn't give me any help 
um, when I get the approval, they said to me, just leave the camp. I said, where should I go? Um, terrified. I don't speak the language. I don't have money. I don't have anyone here in the country. I don't know where to go. In general, I think a lot of locals, um, they don't know what the experienced refugees go through or asylum seekers. Some of them actually um, very angry because we are refugees. They think we're here to take their jobs or take their money or something like that, but it's not true. We just try to find a safe place for us. Within the rainbow community itself here in New Zealand, you will find racism, discrimination, bullying, um, and this is horrible. My dear, what, what are your hopes for the future? Maybe we're still facing some bad experiences with acceptance and discrimination, um, but I think um, we can make a change. I'm a proud Kiwi now, and I really hope that Kiwi people uh, open up their hearts for us um, and try to learn about us um, because we need them. We need their love, we need their support. We've been isolated in our home countries and we don't want to experience the same here again.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.